Welcome to Through the Bible with Pastor Michael, a podcast from First Baptist Church in Mustang, Oklahoma. Here's Pastor Michael. Good morning. Today is still January, and we are covering day four here in our Read Through the Bible plan. Today is Genesis 10 and 11, and it is Psalm 4. Um, it's interesting because this is the one of the places where it gets challenging uh, when you read through the Bible, because the, the first couple of days uh, are stories that are pretty familiar to us, and these kind of great big picture stories. And now in chapter 10, we get uh, one of the first, which is a long list of names. And it can be difficult to read, names are hard to pronounce, and we start to wonder, is there anything that we can really understand or take away from this? Um, but I, I want to encourage you to persevere. Uh, read through it. See the truths you can find in there um, and, and allow the, the Holy Spirit to grow your understanding uh, as you read, as you learn. And some of the things you learn early on in the Bible reading of the first year uh, will come more alive to you as you keep reading throughout the year as you learn more and more of the story of the Bible. So as we're doing each day, five uh, observations, five applications, and then a summary uh, from our reading in the Psalms. Uh, I might give just a little bit more explanation uh, here with today's reading because um, it, it is one of those readings that's kind of hard to understand uh, what, what's going on. Um, a, a few things to know about chapter 10. Uh, this listing of names is not exhaustive. It, it, it is telling us some individuals. It's telling us sometimes groups of people. Um, sometimes you see individual names. But where you see uh, a name or a word ending with our English letters I-M, that is re referring to groups of people, not just an individual name. It's going to walk us through the sons of Japheth, uh, who was the father of the Indo-Europeans. It's going to walk us through the sons of Ham, the sons of Shem. Uh, he is the father of those in the Middle East. Shem is going to be listed last because Abraham comes from Shem. And of course, uh, the line of redemption then traces through from Abraham. And so a few things just to, to understand why is chapter 10 in here? Why do we need this? Um, well, it tells us that God has a, a plan for the nations. It tells us that God has a heart for the nations. It tells us that God knows the nations. God knows people. God knows individuals. God knows where they are, where they're living, what they're doing. And, and that should serve both to, to comfort and encourage and also to warn. Um, the Lord knows you. He knows your faithfulness. He knows your obedience. He knows your, your heart. He knows your love for Him, if that's true for you. No matter where you live, be encouraged. The Lord knows who you are. It also serves, though, as a word of warning. Uh, you can't hide from God. If people think, well, this is a great big universe and it's a great big planet and there's all kinds of people everywhere, God doesn't know who I am, God doesn't know what I'm doing, rest assured, He does. And Genesis 10 tells us that, that God knows the individuals, He knows the people groups, He knows where they live, He knows what they're doing, He knows your heart. And if you've been uh, saved by the grace of Jesus Christ and you love Him, He knows that. And, and you know that when you meet him face to face one day, he'll know exactly who you are. But if you've run from the Lord, if you've rebelled against him, if you've, if you've rejected the gospel, he won't be fooled by that either. He'll know that's true. So 
God knows the nations. Uh, but we also see in Genesis 10 that God has a plan for the nations, uh, and He has a heart for the nations. Um, one other quick note, when you're reading today's reading, Genesis 10 and 11, chronologically, Genesis 11 comes first. Genesis 10 is what happens after that. So they're scattered in chapter 11. Chapter 10 tells us where they settle. So that might help just a little bit to, to remember that. Um, it's interesting because what you see in Genesis 10 are the people rebelling against God. You see their pride coming to the surface. They're, they're essentially raging against God. But what did we just read two days ago in Psalm 2? The Lord is in the heavens and He laughs at those when the, when the nations rage. Um, his sovereign power is executed in, in perfect uh, justice. And you see that happening even here as we read uh, today in Genesis 10 and Genesis 11. So uh, let's look at this real quickly here. Five observations. One, Noah's sons are Shem, Ham, and Japheth, and their lifespans are getting shorter. We see that right away. Immediately after the flood, you'll notice the lifespans much shorter because of the change that have happened uh, to, to the earth. Secondly, the details of chapter 10 take place after chapter 11. You need to know that. That'll help you understand and, and synthesize the two chapters you're reading today. Observation 3. Nimrod builds Nineveh, who would become Israel's primary enemy. You'll remember uh, the story of Jonah. Um, Jonah did not want to go preach Nineveh because he, he didn't have a heart for them. He says, I knew that you were a God of mercy, and I knew that you would be merciful to them. And, and Jonah did not want mercy to be shown to the Ninevites. Why? Because they have been long-standing enemies of Israel. A fourth observation, the people did not disperse as they were to do, and instead gathered to build a tower to make a name for themselves. That was their motive was to make a name for themselves, to, to disobey the command to, to spread and scatter, and instead to gather in one place to try to make a name for themselves. The fifth observation, the place was called Babel. We see that in chapter 11, verse 9. That's a, that's a word that means to confuse, um, which is what takes place there at the Tower of Babel. Five applications. Number one, this is, this is a big one that comes from this reading today. Pride leads to all kinds of sin. The motive in chapter 11 is it's selfish human pride, and that leads to all kinds of sin. We, we may not think pride's a big deal because, after all, it's so common, and who among us doesn't struggle with pride? But it is a big deal, and we see in chapter 11 just how big it is. A second application Striving for your own name and glory is a useless endeavor. Now, you may not be trying to build a, a giant tower to reach high in the sky, but there are things that we all do to try to build um, our own or serve our own glory, and, and we want to keep that in check. Uh, we want to make sure the glory in our life is always Christ-centered. Um, even in the Old Testament, it says that, yes, you may be successful, you may have worked hard, to, to earn what you have, but who gave you the strength to do the work that you do? Uh, every good gift comes from above, the Bible says. So we want to be quick to give glory to God and God only. 
The third application, God's plans are often unknown to us before he accomplishes his purposes. One example is, you see, it mentions Abram. Abram is a name that means exalted father. At this point, Abram has no children. That would have been um, a significant um, pain to his soul. Not only to not have any children, but to have the very name Exalted Father. Somebody meets him, what's your name? My name's Abram, Abram, Exalted Father. Wow, tell me, how many children do you have? And the answer is, I have no children. You don't always know God's purposes or his ways beforehand. So you, you just trust and you wait. You wait on the plan of God. You wait on the timing of God. You wait on the providence of God to be worked out in your life. A fourth application, God's blessings often come from heartache. Look at chapter 11, uh, verse 30. Speaking of his wife, that she was barren and she had no child. But God's blessings often come from heartache. We're going to read um, very soon uh, of how God has a plan for Abram and for, for as she changes her, her name to Sarah. Um, there had been significant heartache. She had been barren, not been able to have a children. But God will bring great good from that. And then a fifth application, God's will and His way should be our greatest desire. The problem in Genesis 11, or people are no longer wanting to follow God's command for them to scatter. But for us as believers, we know that when we follow His will and His way, that is our greatest desire. So make sure in your life even today that you are seeking first His kingdom and His will in all things. And in Psalm 4, uh, a quick summary of that brief chapter, when angry, choose first to be quiet, thoughtful, and patient while trusting the Lord. This is hard for us, isn't it? When we get upset, we're mad at our spouse, we're mad at a co-worker, we're mad at our children, we're mad at our parents, whatever it may be. We, we tend to want to speak first and think later. We tend to want to get even or seek revenge. We tend to want to demand our own way. But what Psalm 4 reminds us is that when we're angry, we should first choose to be quiet, be thoughtful, be patient, and trust the Lord while we do that. And this is significant. This is quoted even in the book of Ephesians. It quotes the very same thing here from Psalm 4. So Old Testament and New Testament gives the exact same caution. That when you're angry, do not sin. Be quiet and be thoughtful and be patient. James says to be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to become angry. And, and just one quick last thing. Um, in Genesis 11, the people are not wanting to scatter. Uh, they're wanting to stay together and disobey the, the command of God. Um, and yet, let me just close by reading. I, I was thinking as I was reading that of, of Revelation 7, verse 9. After this, I looked and behold a great multitude that no one could number from every nation, from all tribes and peoples and languages, standing before the throne and before the Lamb, clothed in white robes with palm branches in their hands, and crying out with a loud voice, Salvation belongs to our God who sits on the throne and to the Lamb. The nations did scatter, and God in His grace and kindness 
has preserved a people for himself for all eternity. And one day we will be in heaven with our spiritual family for all eternity with people from every nation, every tribe, every tongue, all peoples, uh, groups all around the world represented there in heaven. And so once again we see evidence that God's will and his purpose will win out. And so we want to live for his glory in all things. Hope you enjoy the reading today, Genesis 10, Genesis 11. Uh, good luck pronouncing the names in chapter 10. Give it your best shot. But do know at the end of the reading, we can say this for sure. God has a heart for the nations, a plan for the nations, and God knows the nations. Be warned by that. If you've rejected the gospel, be blessed by that. If you are covered by the blood of Jesus Christ, that's our good news today. Have a great day. God bless.